Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. I think there's there's two things you can do in life, Marcus. Um, we don't like people that lie, but I talked to somebody today and they said they don't lie, but they just omit the truth. Right. Isn't that something? Yeah. yeah, you know, that's that's pretty, pretty hot garbage, if you ask me. And, you know, uh, to me, you know, what it sounds like, it sounds like there's a big push uh, in someone's pocketbook, you know, uh, telling them like, hey, I add an extra couple zeros if you, you know, pull a couple. Uh, I, I, I was thinking the same thing. You read my mind. Uh, a quote from Matt Kaltman, who is the Uber spokesman. And I quote, he said the work on establishing fleets was exploratory and that the company was not sure whether a fleet model would ultimately be viable in California. A Lyft spokeswoman, Julie Wood, and I quote, said the company had looked at alternative models, but favored an approach where drivers remain independent and can work wherever they want while also receiving additional health care benefits and an earning guarantee. I don't know. I, I just feel that, uh, you know, they don't pay for the car, right? You have right. wear and tear in your vehicle. You have gas. They really don't pay for that. I know they pay for the tolls, but from some of the drivers I talk to, you know, they do these short trips that are like uh, less than a mile and they really don't make money. But the problem, Marcus, is that they'll send somebody that's 20 miles away or 30 miles away if there's not a closer driver. Did you know that? Yeah, and that's pretty horrible, you know, and um, it's pretty horrible for the passenger, you know, who's uh, who's riding, and then it's horrible for the, the driver who's, who has to put the gas, who has to, you know, uh, maybe he, he skipped out on lunch to, to go pick up this person, <laughs> you know, so. Well, what, what, what about the, what about the car, wear and tear on the car or the vehicle? Yeah, we, you know, we're not even talking about that, so, you know. Uh, there definitely could be some extra accommodations here if you want want these people to you know to to to, to make your service right. I think I think the thing come main thing comes down to the fact that you know these companies have always been cheap, and um, you know they're trying to just skirt by. You know if you actually drive, uh, I believe it's um, you know like an Uber in in uh, New York, you know you can't actually accurately uh, or really legally uh, operate. Uh, without getting a cab medallion. Yeah. So if you operate in New Jersey and you pick up people in New Jersey, and you drive them to New York, you can shovel them off in, the, in New York, but you're not allowed to get a fare to come back. The only way you can do that is if the meter keeps running, which people don't want to pay for that. And while you're in the store, you'll actually wait for them for an hour or two, the meter keeps running, and then they get mm-hmm. back in the car and they get back and they can drive back to New Jersey. So I think that's just wild. They make you pay this money for a medallion. And, and I heard that you don't have to buy them. You can rent them. And supposedly they're, uh, I think they're close to a couple thousand dollars a week. Wow. Yeah. So the only people I know that make money with these Uber and Lyft are the people that do these airport runs, but they want to do the long runs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was talking to somebody I, I knew not too long ago that was doing Uber and Lyft. And um, they went to pick up people from the airport, but they make it extremely ridiculous. You have to be in the special parking lot. Uh, you have to wait in the queue. If you get out of the, the parking lot, then you're out of the queue. Um, some places they want you to put a thing in your window to show that you're um, Uber or Lyft driver. And then it gets worse, Marcus. You have to have the manifest of the passenger you're actually picking up. 
Yeah, you know, you know, they get they, he's getting really crazy with this stuff, and you know, and um, and, and like, and again, these corporations, they got the money, they got the power, and you know, they don't tend to fight for the little person. They they tend to try to do what they can to, um, and someone on Periscope said medallions are nearly impossible to get. <laughs> so yeah, you're you're right, you're right. They're they're, they're so hard, and they're they're like they almost kill to get them. Yeah. Yeah, so I I imagine that they had to sell nearly sell blood, you know, to um, you know, to 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 you know be able to um, you know, make make the the, the money that you know that they advertise and to, to promise, you know, that they promise that you know that you're gonna make nowadays. Exactly, and not to mention the the taxes you probably have to pay back to New York, right? Right. Yeah. So you know, New York has has to be the most horrible place to be a Lyft driver or, or Uber. The driver. change uh, is supposed to resemble an independently operated franchise to allow Uber and Lyft to keep their arm's length association with drivers, so that companies would not need to employ them. Now, I don't know about you, Marcus, but I think that's a below the belt uh, move. They're going to make yeah. them kind of buy a franchise. Ooh, you know, you, you might as well just go be a taxi drive, uh, cab driver at this point, or you know, or go work for a, you know, uh, you know, be one of those, uh, you know, those, those black tie, you know, uh, the, the real you go, <laughs> you know, luxury uh, sedan driver, you know, some of those guys, you know, go get your, your chauffeur license, you know. So, <laughs> I, I mean, because it's going to be just as expensive then, you know, because it sounds, you know, anything that says franchise, you know, is it, usually pretty taxing. Uh, although this law supposedly went into effect, I think it was in January, that Uber and Lyft have not complied with, they're arguing, they said that um, it's simply a tech platform. Isn't that funny how they get around that? And uh, they're not a transportation business. Well, what the heck are they? <laughs> I, come on. Well, you know, to, to me, you know, I, I have utilized the service while I was in California, and I remember being a, a regular person. I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't call myself an Android when I walked in there. I you know. know. Isn't it crazy? And the one guy, he says that Uber and Lyft owes him $495,949. He didn't put cents. I guess he doesn't care about that. And uh, he's holding up some fingers. It looks like it's two. It's not a middle finger. It looks like they, it owes him, he says, for two years that they haven't wow. paid him that. And uh, in May, California sued Uber and Lyft to enforce this new law. So that's why it's becoming so popular in the state of California, because they're starting to take the seriously. The lawmakers saying, hey, wait a minute, we need to protect the people that are working because they're really not being treated very fairly. So uh, it'd be interesting to follow that story, Marcus, and just see, you know, what's going to happen and, and how is that going to resonate with people? Is, is it going to make a difference or is it going to get people, like you said, to become taxi drivers? Are they going to be able to get those medallions like the gentleman said on Periscope? Is that even going to become a reality? Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I just don't see it. I, I see a lot of people just going to, you know, get turned off by this, you know, the, the more they, they add the, the, the restrictions and, the, and the, the extra requirements and, and then you add that word franchise, you know, it, it usually, it usually means, you know, um, some type of licensing process or some type of, uh, extra dollars involved with, you know, getting started. So, I, or if, I, you know, I if, if there's so, nothing up front, they're going to be taking more. Out of your, I, I mean, out of your I think if, if I was head of Lyft or Uber, I think the one thing I've learned is that, you know, when you have gig workers, you have to understand what a gig worker is, what a t- which is a 1099, and what an employee is. And right. when you start to impose too many rules on um, a gig worker, guess what? 
they're no longer a gig worker. They're your employee. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting, but I know with the lawyers, they're probably going to have a lot of back and forth, but I think in the end, I think uh, Lyft and Uber are going to have to cough up some serious dough. Yeah. And it's, you know, as you notice, you know, it's only happening in these larger, uh, larger cities and, and states, you know, New York, um, California, yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. Where I'm at, you know, it's, it's not, it's not that big of an issue, you know, uh, it's still pr a pretty efficient service. Uh, so I'm not going to knock it too much, but, you know, yeah. uh, but like you said, you know, um, you named all the, all the major cities and, and they, they're having the most headaches. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Sp speaking of which, you know, um, you know, there's, um, there's some other things going on here, you know, um, there, there's a big headache, uh, dealerships running out of, out of cars. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I, I can't believe that dealerships are struggling to keep cars on their lots. Um, you know, they're, they're having this big problem. And uh, I know Cadillac is, is, is one of the ones making changes to dealerships to prepare for the, the new EVs and oil companies are cutting back on exploration as demand plummets. And uh, these first level geared dealerships, they're running out of cars. And uh, most automakers and suppliers are struggling to keep workers healthy, to keep lines running. I mean, whether we're talking about a car, Marcus, or I think I was told you not too long ago, I, I had purchased a dishwasher. I had to wait a month and a half to get this nice high-end dishwasher. But then I found not just high-end dishwashers, but all dishwashers were over a month and a half to, to get. And I said, why? They said, well, John, it's, it's not that it takes a month and a half to make a dishwasher. I said, well, obviously. It's that the plant has to keep closing down. I said, why? Well, because the one worker gets sick and they have to close the plant for two weeks. Oh, <laughs> So that's what's happening with yeah. the cars. Oh, my. Uh, this is happening oh. with uh, BMW, Honda, Mercedes, um, and, and especially the GLE lines, uh, you know, uh, Toyota. Uh, they're all having this, this challenge. Yeah, and it's like uh, if Ford Motor and GM didn't have issues before in the past, and now, you know, now they're facing. No, they're, they're, they're definitely going to have, they're going to have issues. And you know what, Marcus, I am um, being a first responder. I, I respect what's going on with COVID and how everybody's trying to stay safe and practice social distancing. I get it. But, you know, one thing we can't do, Marcus, is we can't blame everything on COVID. Okay. Right. I get that it's a problem. Believe me, I get it. And I sympathize, but I think we need to get back to work. And I believe that that needs to be done in a safe manner. Now, maybe it's not returning to a building. Maybe it's working at home. We still need to, the mindset of many people I think needs to change yeah. because I just think that they're just waiting for everything to just fall from the sky. And although I do believe the government's responsible for making some changes to help, I don't think they're a hundred percent responsible. Do you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So we still have to get out there. You know, we're not in a war, but we are in a challenge that I think we just have to be careful with our resources and know how we're going to make the actions that we're going to make and be careful. But I don't think it's a time for us to stay in a glass house, you know, and let people just throw stones at us. Yeah, John, you're really on the right, uh, you know, you're really giving out the right message right now. And uh, I, I think a lot of people need to hear what you're saying and um, really, you know, uh, maybe, you know, even just, you know, um, I wouldn't say hold up your pitchforks at this point, but at some point. I, I got I got a question from our, for some of our listeners, anybody out there. I mean, can you tell me if you if you if you resonate with this, do you think our workers should go back to work right now? I mean, actually go back 
to work, not to do an office, but like work from their desk and get accommodations from their company. I think the company should provide that so they can work at home, whether it's a laptop or, do you agree with that? Or do you think people should just be staying home and just hoping for something to end? What do you think? What are your thoughts about that? We're going to move on to something else, but as uh, you get thoughts about that, uh, Marcus will um, cue me into what's happening. And I really like to know, I mean, this show is about you and it's about your life. You know, people say we're just about technology. We make IT easy. We do. But, you know, this, per this show is about people. It's about you. It's about your life. You, if you guys don't know how fueled I am with delivering this show, then I don't know. <laughs> Marcus can definitely yeah. tell you that I'm. Yeah, I'm he's, he's definitely passionate about what he does, and you know, uh, and uh, this show is uh, definitely, you know, so you know, circulating around, you know, how how to, you know, uh, affect, you know, how everything affects your life, and how you know, you can you can be a voice uh, for your life. So put a one, you know, um, or a two in the uh, in the chat, you know. Um, you know, as we're, as we're going on here. So um, what's, what's, what else is up, John? Well, you know, um, th th there's, there's this, there was this new thing that's coming out right now. And, uh, you know, you always, whenever something's new, I, th I think there's always a challenge, but Panasonic, you remember Panasonic, we don't hear a lot about them. They were the old camcorder company. I mean, we don't really yeah. hear that much, right? Yeah. The JVC uh, and, the, and, and the VHS, you remember those times? Yeah, the, the nice fat boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the things that used to take uh, an arm and a leg uh, to carry. And if it didn't, yeah. it would probably knock one of them off or make them so tired that you felt like you lost one at the end of the day because <laughs> it was like carrying more than a load of bricks. I'm going to say maybe like a ton of bricks, right? No pun intended. But uh, Panasonic. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Um, you know, had been known for a long time for doing their laptops and stuff, but Panasonic has the idea, the Panasonic new home cubicle. And uh, they're saying that this is going to be the new way it's going to be, which is working from home. And uh, the modern office cubicle is almost like what you'd see in the office. But for some reason, um, they find that people are missing the not quite or the not quite walls of the office. You know what they're doing? They're putting up these like little, um, almost like pegboard, okay? Yeah. And they're getting a cheap little desk and clicking it in there and a cheap little wooden table, throwing on a little cheap light, hanging on a wooden clock, maybe putting a peg for your glasses and another little tiny cork board. And you're talking about something that's not even 10 by 10. And yeah, uh, having a notebook and a cup of coffee and a calculator. And that's the staple um, for basically what people are saying is, is the new norm. Panasonic is working to bring the magic of cubicles to your work from home. And um, so what they're coming up with, it's going to be roughly around, they say, 88,000 yen or $835. So it's called the Komoro, Komoro, K-O-M-R-U 
home cubicle. So this is a cubicle that is supposed to give a little bit of life. Um, they don't really look like they have much character. In fact, to be honest, they don't look much better than a pegboard. I think a pegboard might actually look better. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but but for $900, I think we could probably get something in Home Depot better. I don't know. Um, yeah, you, you probably could construct your own, you know, um, and, and I, and I was, you know, and I wish I could, uh, you know, I actually could um, bring up the picture, but, you know, uh, but for sake of time, I won't do it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, but just to describe this thing, you know, uh, it, it looks like it's just like, it's just sand, you know, like they just sand, took the, took the wood and plywood and just sanded it together as I, I don't know what they, what they tried to do. Like they sandblasted the wood or something. So it, it, it's pretty hideous. Um, you know, it's it's not really that. Uh, I don't think it's worth nine hundred dollars. No, you know, funny, why Panasonic's yeah. getting involved? This so Panasonic wants you to put more of your technology there: the laptop, the uh, yeah. um, the best uh, sounding earphones, your glasses, maybe uh, an everyday um, uh, packet pouches like one, two, three, four, five, six. And they're saying the average work week is not five days, guys; it's six days due to COVID. Yeah, that's, that's, I can definitely so agree to that. that. You know? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I, I, I can definitely, uh, they're, they're on the right track about that. You know, it's definitely been six days instead of uh, the traditional five days. So <laughs> you, you got no excuse no more. <laughs> so. No, there, there, there's absolutely uh, no excuse. And, and I think people don't, don't quite get it. Uh, you know, I think people feel that, you know, there's a magic bullet to solve a problem. You know, the truth, Marcus, there is no magic bullet. Um, you know, we got to hunker down and get through this, but I think the main thing that's going to get us through this is our attitude, but we got to take action. You know, you right. can't just sit on the sidelines, right. And hope he's going to throw the football, get in there and throw the darn ball. Absolutely. But you know, our friends at Fortnite, you remember them? Yeah. I remember them, you know, so, yeah, big uh, games. What's, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? With I, w- I wouldn't want to be them. <laughs> it's been over a week. <laughs> Since uh, Fortnite, formal name, formal, the name actually Epic Games, uh, initiated the unprecedented antitrust legal fight with Apple in their mm-hmm. uh, Apple Store rules mm-hmm. because uh, uh, they were uh, finding a better way to make purchases by taking it out of the Apple Store, and that's against the Apple protocol. Right. Uh, they take 30% out, but I guess that's okay that Apple can take 30% out. That's okay, right? Um, so Apple, uh, entered into evidence, a series of emails from the Epic CEO, Tim Sweeney, and I quote, in which he asked the top Apple executive to exempt Fortnite from its standard 30% cut and to allow Epic to offer its own mobile app store. Wow. Mm. (laughs) I wonder what's going to happen there. Yeah, it's going to get get pretty ugly, you know. So there's going to be a bunch of you know mud slinging. I, I you know, think uh, more than mud. I think that there's going to be some permanent ink or, or paint. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. Epic were allowed to provide these options to the iOS device users, consumers would have an opportunity to pay less for digital products, and developers would actually earn more money. Wouldn't that be a concept? Wow. Wow, developers would actually get what they're worth instead of the middlemen taking all the money. Yeah, so so what what is the whole thing about that, uh, John? You know, what, why why is it that you know? I'm just curious. You know, what you know? Why do you think that they, you know, the developer, you know, isn't entitled? You know, why do you feel like the, the developer isn't entitled to their? I think know, to what their it comes works? down to is is this, Marcus. You know, when you have an idea, 
if you're not known yet, everybody says you're nobody, but I, I disrespect that. I think everyone should be respected, whether you are the CEO, the president, the entrepreneur, the janitor, the cook and bottle washer. I think there's a stereotype that goes along that if I don't have the multi-million dollar company, well, then I don't deserve to even make a dollar. And I think mm -hmm. that's wrong. Right. But they brainwash so many people, Marcus, that they just start adopting this philosophy. And I feel that uh, between Sweeney and Apple's executives, legal team, a lot of stuff's going to be thrown up in the fan. <laughs> um, Sweeney actually sent an email at 508 Eastern on August 13th, mm -hmm. um, the day of the eventual removal. And the Epic um, chief executive tells Apple CEO Tim Cook and fellow executives Phil Schreiler and Craig Federici and Matt Fisher that Epic will no longer adhere to Apple's payment processing restrictions. Sweeney goes on to warn Apple of the forthcoming legal battle. If Apple chooses instead to take punitive action by blocking consumer access to Fortnite or forthcoming updates, he says in the final email, then Epic will, regret it, will regrettably be in conflict with Apple on a multitude of fronts, creative, technical, business, and legal, for so long as it takes to bring about change in necessary uh, if necessary, for many years. So I think this is a great thing that's happening with Fortnite. I think a lot of these people are just, you know, just too shy uh, to to make um, a move. And we even talked about issues with Amazon, right? And so we go, oh, well, you can't do that. It's, it's just Amazon, right? Uh, yeah. That's what it comes down to. So, um, you know, it, it comes down to that point. And uh, I don't know, I sometimes believe the big guy is not always right and the small guy really can get the worm or get the mm -hmm. prize um he or she just has to you know be clear on what they're doing right but we're going to keep an eye for you guys on epic and what's going on and what fires are lit up and what seems to happen and what antitrust laws were broken or not broken so we're gonna we're gonna keep you uh focused on that as uh we always get the latest briefings and this is just coming to you from April 21st, which is the day of today's show. But uh, speaking about driving forces and what's going on, um, do you remember, I'm not sure if you remember, but a, a while back uh, there was actually a company. Uh, this company was actually called the Google self-driving project. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yes. So um, they've now changed their name. They're called Waymo. W-A-Y-M-O. Okay, and they're so. saving driving today is not as safe or enjoyable as it should be. And, yeah, they, uh, of course they would. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me that by employing technology, we're going to have safe driving. I mean, it seems logical, but I got to be honest with you. There's going to be a lot of bumps in the road and there's going to yeah. probably be a lot of accidents. And I have a question. Whose insurance pays for that? It's not mine. <laughs> exactly. Are we going after the car insurance company? Yeah, that's 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 a real good question. Like how how insurance uh, companies are going to insure these um, driverless vehicles, you know? So you know, who do you sue then? <laughs> a, well, that, AI, that that's my that's my AI, point. Yeah, who, artificial who intelligence. And, and 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 how do you sue? And who do you sue? Because now if you sue a car, you go and sue the car manufacturer. But not only is the car manufacturer involved, you're going to sue the people 
that actually uh, made the um, self-driving system. You're going to sue the sensor company. You're going to sue the people that did the navigation. You're going to probably sue a host of 10 or 12 people. Yeah. So it's going to become a major class action lawsuit. It's not going to be a simple like, oh, I'll just sue the company that made the car. It's not that simple because now we're talking about decisions that are going to be made quantitatively based on artificial intelligence. So Waymo, for those of you who don't know, is a self-driving technology company. And um, they believe that they can have a vehicle uh, that will be able to drive uh, without any human intervention. And they're hoping that their work will empower people uh, to give them independence uh, in their life so that when they're not able to drive, um, that they won't need to rely on anybody. I don't know. I, I think the vision is good, but I think it needs some more thought. Uh, Waymo created the, the, uh, the world's first public education initiative around autonomous vehicles. They called it Let's Talk Self-Driving. Um, they bring together a diverse set of communities and interests with a shared belief that fully self-driving technology has the potential to save lives, improve independence, and create new mobility options. I don't disagree with the fact that it could cause safer lives, safer lives. But what my problem is, Marcus, is that what happens while there's a learning period? Who pay? There's going to be a lot of accidents during that AI learning period, right? Or are they going to just yeah. bang up a few million cars before they get it right? Yeah, that's what that's what I'm wondering because you know there's there's so much uh, to expect far as like changes in different road conditions and you know not not every city is the same and, and, you know, exactly and, and i know um i have a i actually have an mdx and uh one of the things i love about it is the fact it has they call everybody every car manufacturer has a different name for it they call it l lane keeping assist which in english is basically two technologies in one when you turn on lane keeping assist your car will stay within lane when you enable cruise control and it will automatically keep you in that lane. Right. So it kind of follows the road with a camera. That's what it does. Mm -hmm. And although it works really well, I'll tell you when it doesn't work well, when it's raining or it can't see the road. And if it's got a lot of terrain in the road, guess what happens? You get a little notice saying steering required <laughs> mm -hmm. because the car can't quite uh, let's say capitulate exactly where it needs to go. So they claim that they have a zero tolerance policy, okay, about safety is an essential part of their mission to make it safe and easy for everyone to get around. I love the mission. They say if you believe your driver is under the influence of drugs or alcohol, end the ride immediately and dial 911 to contact the authorities. Well, great. You can contact us directly to let us know about any issues related to Waymo trained drivers under the influence of drugs or alcohol by filling out this form or contacting rider support via the app or this vehicle uh, on the site. I mean, I don't know. I just feel that um, I feel that it's too new. You know what I think of it like, Marcus? I think of it like, you remember voice over IP technology would start out many years ago? Yeah, I remember so, that. Right. So uh, voice over IP technology uh, allows you to carry on voice over the internet. So voice over IP technology came out in, in, in the early, early 2000s. They started out, right? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't anywhere near perfect. In fact, when you had a call, you ever remember the game telephone? And you'd say, hello, or my name. And somehow my name is George got out to, are we going, on, are we going to the restaurant? Like, 
it totally got because one person changed one part, another part, and the right. more they changed, and so much parts got changed. It's like, where the heck was the original message? In fact, 100 percent of the message was destroyed. <laughs> exactly. So I see this as being the same, I could say, type of problem. Um, but Voice over IP started in around 2000, and it didn't get perfected until a few years ago. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So if they're starting this now, I don't think we're going to see it perfected for a very long time. Yeah, I, I, I got to agree with you. You know, uh, there's uh, it's just too early to, you know, start calling this thing a, a hit record, you know, so to speak. <laughs> I like that. And, <laughs> and nobody, you know, nobody's yeah. life is going to be affected on voice or vote over IP. I mean, yes, you take a message through. OK, we'll find another way to communicate. Use your home phone. But no one's lives going to be affected. Right. Um, I think the only danger to that was when you dialed 911, some voice over IP providers, when you dial 911, the, uh, the company that put the system in didn't put the proper address in, or I love the best one. They have this, this um, a lot of governments do this. They have these phones in multiple branches mm-hmm. and they might have four or five branches across, um, let's say a county or what have you. And now you dial 911. Well, the main billing, let's say, goes to an office in Bergen County. Well, you're actually an office in Morris County. <laughs> yeah. Where do the police, where the fire go? They have systems to, to handle this, but a lot of them had not set up the inter 911 communication system properly. When you dial 911 on your phone, they actually get your name, your address, and your location. When you do that on a system phone that's not properly configured, you just get the name of the company and you get the main address, and they have no idea where you are. Maybe they'll get that you're in room 207 or something, but 207 is the same in every building, right? Yeah, exactly. So by the time they've actually helped you, I bet the building might have burned down and the person might have died, unfortunately. So I think that's the only fear of that. But I think our roads have to go a long way uh, for Waymo. I think technology has to progress. Uh, the software predicts the movements of everything around us based on their speed and their trajectory. So mm-hmm. although it's got some great benefits, I just don't think it's ready. I'm not ready to sit behind a car that's going to drive me. Oh, no. Yeah, it's just uh, I, I can barely, uh, you know, get in the car with uh, with um, some people. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah what, do you, what do you call those? Like where the backseat, I mean, one thing, you don't want to be a backseat yeah. driver, but it's one thing if the person like, you know, jams on their brake. Now, I can yeah. be very calm in the car, but. After they've jammed in the brake three times and I'm in the car like 30 minutes, now I'm starting to get a little proactive. Like, okay, you know there's a traffic light coming up, right? You, you know there's somebody in the road. Right? I got you. Okay, well, maybe, just maybe, you might want to start braking now. I got it. I, I got it. I don't need backseat drivers, right? <laughs> yeah, I got a sister like that. So, you know, uh, 
And I have her car, and I and, I, and now I'm starting to uh, figure out why it rides the way it rides now. So. <laughs> well, I've not been a big lover of fast food chains. I, I've actually been oh, off fast food for. Uh, well, I, I've been off. Uh, I've been off soda for. I'm going to say probably over. 20 years maybe and i've been off fast food for probably over 30 it's a long time yeah and um but something interesting is happening with fast food during the pandemic they are allowing people to order silently one of the restaurants is burger king imagine (laughs) going to burger king and wearing a mask that says a double steakhouse please or says uh, a double mat or whatever or, or a burger with fries or whatever it is I mean, so now face masks will communicate your order for the staff at Burger King. Mm. And I think more people are going to jump on this bandwagon, Um, you know, turning personal protection into the midst of a global pandemic. um, You know, this gentleman, and I'll I'll quote him, Mark K. uh, Tatum uh, from LinkedIn. uh, He he mentions this and uh, he said it's in poor taste. And and Michael, I got to agree with you. Um, he says, I usually like Burger King's marketing, but this crosses the line. And, you know, I agree that there's opportunity, right? Right. But I think the challenge is that when we use opportunity in a bad way, that's a problem. So, you know, creating a mask for somebody and maybe putting a marketing message on it, I don't really have a problem with that. But I think using it as an ordering tool, I think that might just be stepping the line just a little bit. Yeah, you know, uh, because then, you know, it's like, okay, what, what, what do I do? I have to buy, buy a value meal worth of mask to, to, you know, to, to put my, to put my order in, you know, it's, it seems a little, a uh, little odd. So now you, now you pick up a mask when you go to Burger King with what you want, I guess at the portal or whatever, and then you yeah. wear it and you go to the drive-thru and they know what you want. Hmm. I, I'm not. I'm not a lover of that, Marcus. I no, really no. It's, it's it's really really poor taste. Uh, you know, in in the way this is used. I mean, if, if they wanted to create a fashion statement, you know, um, then maybe. But uh, in terms of like you know, uh, trying to utilize it as a tool, um, you know, I can't see it. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really odd. I, I like another comment. I want to comment and I want to quote Scott Comerford, who made an interesting comment on LinkedIn and, and kudos, uh, Scott. Scott says, and I quote, being as all the Burger Kings I have visited in North Carolina, I have speakers that you have to order at prior to you getting to a window with a person. I doubt these would work. Those speakers are not set up with video. Secondarily, People always change their mind at the ordering point. That's a good, good issue yeah, there, Scott. Exactly. It's human behavior, right? It's our nature. Right. The idea they could make up their minds before hand and stick with it would be too much to ask from the average person. Most of them have closed into the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. As for the marketing practice during the pandemic, it's like advertising on ventilators that their equipment will provide the best sleep you'll ever have. Very poor taste. And I agree with you, Scott. I think, uh, I think when you use marketing, you really have to be um, alert to what's going on. But I think you have to be sensitive to what you're saying. I mean, obviously, you don't want to see something that, that's R-rated. Um, 
but you want to be mindful about what you're doing. You know, I mean, that's like going to your pharmacy and putting down what, what kind of personal prescription you want. Right. Right. I think that's a little impersonal. And I think that's, I think it's really bad taste. Uh, there's another one I would like to like to quote here. Um, there's a lady here and she has a different perspective. Now, I don't know if I agree with her. Uh, Lenora Polanski, creatively brilliant, refreshingly uh, departure from all the heavy, serious messages that are all blend together. Not easy to find humor amid the COVID cases. Burger King nailed it again. Burger King prints orders on face masks so customers don't even have to speak. I mean, there's always going to be one, I guess, that likes the idea, but I don't know. I just think we're, we're, we're really just flipping way too much. And, you know, saying to people, I want to create my custom COVID mask, I get it. But I don't know. I just feel that um, it's a problem. And, um, you know, with Burger King doing this, uh, they announced that 500 customers in Belgium can now order by customized face mask if they comment on a specific post. Also, what they're doing is this. They're not actually putting them in the venues, Marcus. You have to comment on a post and then they'll send it to you. Oh, okay. I don't know if I like that. Yeah. That is really poor. So now you're making me comment on a social media post, okay, abusing me to get my traffic. And then you know what you're doing? Then you're making me uh, put that mask on. So it's not even for everybody. It's really kind of discriminating, Marcus. It is. It, it really is. I, I, I see. Now I see why it's, I mean, I thought it was in poor taste too, but I think if you really look at it, um, you know, it's funny. They always say in the media that, you know, um, you, have, you do something good, you never get on the news. You rob a bank or somebody gets killed, you're front page, right? And that's not funny, but it's always something how they always have time for the bad news. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, getting on a different topic, uh, you know, we have lots of workers out there, but what would it be like, Marcus, to work in another country? You know what? I'm all for that. You know, I, I you know, I wish, you know, um, I could go for work uh, in another country right now. So at this point, so, uh, I will pick New Zealand. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, well, they are, they are claiming right now. Yeah. Uh, that a lot of these dreamy destinations that you may know of, like uh, Bermuda, uh, British Overseas Territory and North Atlantic, uh, they've launched a new residency program that is open to employees who work for legitimate overseas firms or their own company and have health insurance. Hmm. So what exactly does that mean? Well, that's a great question. It means yeah. that they're actually going to give you a visa to work in their country remotely. So, so do. So, could you see yourself? Let's just think of this. Could you see yourself dialing into Zoom calls from a sun lounge on a Caribbean beach? Oh, that sounds nice, John. Yes. So maybe we should put you in <laughs> Barbados for twelve months uh, in a welcome stamp, uh, where you can earn anywhere if they claim fifty thousand U.S. Uh, and up. I don't know. I. I uh, <laughs> The sunshine is definitely powerful, but I, I don't know. I think there's a, uh, think there's they're, a claiming, they're claiming that they're, that they're going to give you a temporary visa to work over there. Some mm. are saying that it's going to be 90 days. Others are saying it's permanent. I don't think it can be permanent. They're saying yeah. 90 days. Unless you apply for dual citizenship. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then they got to agree to it. And getting citizenship in these places is like next impossible. So they're saying you want to escape from America 
12 countries where you can buy citizenship and a second passport. Ooh, that's exactly what you're saying. Oh, yeah. So, so some are going to so say this is a perfect <laughs> opportunity to pursue the fantasy of their life that they never had the chance to uh, explore. But good news for remote workers is that Americans with wanderlust, that's what they're calling it, okay. uh, and more countries are starting to create the programs to lure travelers who want to relocate and live work abroad. That's very, very interesting. Um, I don't know. There's something that doesn't sit well with me on it. What do you think? Well, you know, uh, this this is where we might split the road here, John, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, I, I think with everything happening here in America, you know, there's, there's, you, you're going to find a population, you know, that, that has a similar mindset like me that says like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm kind of ready to bail out of here. And, you know, and, and just, you know, and just uh, maybe just, you know, make a, make some butts here, make some butts there and, you know, and choose where I want to live, um, you know, and, until, you know, the, the climate of things prove here, you know, at least the sanity of people's mindsets <laughs> prove here. So, uh, so yeah, so, uh, but then on the other hand, you know, too, you know, um, I, I can, I can kind of see where, where you may be going, uh, going down, um, what role you might be going down, you know, where, you know, uh, it may be more, uh, patriotic to just uh, stay home front and, you know, keep and pay the taxes here, you know, so. Well, uh, most people, Marcus, find that the advantages of working from home uh, far outweigh its disadvantages. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But the main advantage of not having to commute saves time, reduces stress, and imagine being in one of those great places. But really, Marcus, it's going to come down to the laws, I think, of the specific countries where the person is working and any tax mm -hmm. treaties that they have with that country. Because most countries, uh, anyone working while residing in the country is subject to that, that country's tax law. Uh, citizens in the U.S. are subject to U.S. tax laws regardless of where they reside. Did you know that? So yeah, if I am working in the U.S., but I live in Barbados, I have to pay tax in the U.S., and I may have to pay tax in my own home country as well. So you know what that means, Marcus? They're going to have to file returns. Listen to this in two countries and possibly pay tax in both of them. Now I ask you this, do you think it's still worth it if you have to file two tax returns? Okay, forget the file two tax returns, but now you hear that you got to pay taxes in both countries. Well, that that's the that's the point that that is be the that would be the biggest drawback right there, you know. Uh <laughs> you you you, cha you changed your tune, Marcus. What happened? <laughs> Yeah, you know, now that's when that's when you then it's when you uh, start saying to yourself, "Well, can I can I take just sixty days then and then come back?" <laughs> so <laughs> and not make it like not make it an extended stay. <laughs> it, it is it is it, exactly and and you know all these things happening and people selling all these gadgets like you know these uh, I call them fads, Marcus. You know, like the the quick light that you can you know rub around. It's supposed to magically get rid of your your uh infected surfaces by just spraying it or holding it around they even make a device a bag now you can go to these stores and put your stuff in a bag and in so many minutes all your items your phone is now disinfected how many years have we been using our phone it's probably not disinfected oh yeah it's, it's probably one of the nastiest devices you got in, in your pocket right now uh so you know that's why it's mine's actually on a table so it's not in my pocket but <laughs> yeah there's a bit there's a lot of people who you know carry it in their pocket you know so um yeah you gotta wash you gotta, you gotta get that thing sanitized so is, is this thing pretty effective john you know uh what, no, what, what i haven't had the chance it? i have not had the chance to try it i'm on the fence with doing an unboxing with it 
Uh, but you know, I don't like to do unboxings on things that I, I feel it's I feel you know really uh, reserved about, and I, I'm kicking the tires on it. I think the price tag on it's like thirty dollars. Oh, that's not seems, that's not too bad. It's... Which doesn't seem too bad. Um, but you know, it, it's uh, we usually don't do medical tests on our show. Uh, so what I may do is actually bring a fellow um, uh, chemist okay. who would like to come on our show and maybe ask them if they'd like to do a medical test on it for us. Uh, okay. Because I, I'm, I'm an engineer. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a biochemist. Don't claim to be one. But you know, on our show, when we get an area, especially when it's about technology um, in another field that relates to technology, well, we bring another expert in. And I think that might be a great idea um, for someone to uh, come forward to test one of these things. I mean, I can do the unboxing and talk about it, but I'm not going to be able to tell you how many microns it kills or anything more than the battery and some of the features. And, and I don't think that's a, a service to our viewers. You know what I'm saying? I think it's important to uh, you know, tell people the truth about these products. Just because it has a nice light and it beeps doesn't mean it's worth buying. Yeah, I agree with you. But I know a lot of people when they see that, oh, I gotta have that. My boyfriend, my girlfriend got it. You gotta have it. It's the latest thing. Okay, great. Go get it. Then you're gonna return it. So I think it's one of those things. <laughs> but I don't know. As as we move around, how do you, how do you think the pandemic's been around you? Where how do you think the the challenge has been? Is has it changed much by you, um, Marcus, or no? Well, they 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 since they have mandated masks here in uh, in the city of Milwaukee, where you know which um, are the you know where the DNC would have would have been the DNC convention would have been here in Milwaukee. Yes, yes, uh, I know. Um, you know they have reported that you know there's been a, a drop in you know the the cases that we are getting. Uh, so uh, it appears that the masks are you know uh, are um, are working. Um, so so yeah i i think for the most part you know if um people continue to practice social distancing you know people uh continue to protect protect themselves uh and you know um follow uh stay healthy especially you know uh, i think that's the biggest key staying healthy doing all everything you're supposed to to, to, to be healthy um, i agree you can't you can't live in a cocoon marcus but i think no. you have to just be sensible yeah, be very yeah. sensible, be very, very, very pragmatic, you know, uh, when you go out. I don't say wash your hands 10 times a day, but if you do leave no. the office or come back or change a doorknob or something, you know, go wash your hands, you know, yeah. go, go, go use some of that gel or something. But I have one more topic. It's actually bothering me. Okay. Um, and I think it's really important for our viewers. How many of you, have you ever gone to, to, to Amazon or uh, maybe YouTube and you see these great videos and uh, they look really great, right? You know, like Mike or Joe or Bob, and it's so easy. And all you need uh-huh. to do is just take this apart and do this. And, and literally five minutes after dinner, you too can have your sprinklers installed. They're not your sprinklers, but you too can have your wall painted with the easy go roller or whatever. You know, ever seen those yeah. commercials? Yeah, I see a lot of those things, and uh, they they really uh, uh, selling them, uh, you know, and try to sell sell you on. Those. Well, they have a name for them now. They call them the deep fakes. <laughs> oh, they okay. are becoming terrifying for our future. Someone had quoted, uh, you know. So, what is a deep fake? You probably wondered. Well, it's a video that's crafted very well uh, in technology that came out in 2014. And uh, this one particular student uh, named Ian Goodfellow, a PhD, 
who now works at Apple and says that most deepfake technology is based on generative adversarial networks, GANs, uh, to be short. So a GNS enables algorithms to move beyond classifying data into generating or creating images. And um, these deepfakes are very dangerous because if we should forget the fact that there are over 30 nations actively engaged in a cyber war at any time, then we got a real problem. And deep fakes yeah. are going to be a problem because it's not a matter of if you're going to come in contact with one of them, but when. So uh, Disney is getting into the deep fake game as well. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Um you know, I, I can already I can already see why they would. You know, uh, they have have long been known for you know uh, advancing in uh, different green screen technologies uh, already on screen. So you know, and uh, and a lot of uh, different things they do to you know give you the magic magical. So illusion. one person that's one organization say that's really starting to nip the the bull here is uh, Facebook. So they're taking a positive step toward this by banning deep fakes using their algorithm. They started doing this earlier this year. Uh, other companies are doing more deeper things like uh, TikTok and Twitter and uh, government institutions as well and colleges. Because what happens is they seem so credible, but yet they're not. And most Americans have already lost uh, faith because of things that were deep fakes. Uh, so the best way to protect yourself from a deep fake is to never take a video at face value, right. quote, says Hickerson. So when these videos come out, I don't know if they just seem to just spit whatever comes out of their head or if they just want to try to confuse people. But I feel that a lot of our media that comes out, Marcus, I just feel that it's not truthful. You know what I mean? Right. It's just it's just there. But I don't know. It just is is it is it like what Ross Pro was trying to do? He's not really trying to win. Is he just trying to get votes or get people away from somebody else's website? I mean, you have to wonder, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It, it's 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 got it's got me on the on the track. So you just got to be careful. You can't believe everything that you see or read, and uh, especially you know when they have these funnels. And not that I'm against them, but I'm not in love with them either. You get on this site. And a good percentage of the population that doesn't know technology will click on something and in less than, I don't know, 60 seconds, they just spent $200. Yeah. Or they spent $19.99 because it's normally going to be $3.99 or $17.99 or $100, I mean, like $1,000. But you too can get it for like $89.99. The timer's, timer's kicking down. I mean, why do people get so attracted to this crap, Marcus? I mean, that's what it is. Why do they get so attracted to it? You know, it's it's a real good uh, psychology. Uh, they're using psycho uh, psychological mind tricks, you know, and um, things that you know they have researched over the years uh, that you know they have found to be you know have found to work. And and I guess no one has you know done what you're doing, and that's spill the beans and you know and unveil uh, the the you know the the. Yeah, I guess the um, the evil that's actually happening. So, so well, you you, you, know. you know the truth. You know I do that. So if if you're a good yeah. manufacturer um, or you're a bad manufacturer, it doesn't matter. But if you get your product in front of me and you donate it to us, we'll actually put it on our unboxing show. And we'll review it. So if you have a good product and you'd like me to unbox it, get in the nitty gritty. Now you can't pay us for this. 
Um, you can't tell us what to say, um, but we take a look at your product and we review it after doing the unboxing. After that, if we want to, at our discretion, we'll invite you to come on to our show, maybe talk about the technology uh, behind the product and maybe why people should get more involved and what we like about it. So again, um, product or service, you can visit jmor.com, click on reach out, uh, there's a little reach out button at the top, reach us, then go to the web inquiry form, and then just go ahead and click down the reason, which is donate a product for an unboxing. And of course, if you would like to submit an idea to our show, you can fill out the idea form right there as well. You know, this show is for you guys, and we want to make sure that you're getting value out of it and you share this with your friends, your colleagues. You know, we want to make sure that not only are you enjoying the show, but you learn something about it, and maybe it helps you save money in life uh, or get you to take a, um, a pathway that maybe you didn't because we actually helped you from not buying something that might have maybe cost you some challenges or maybe it helped protect your identity. I don't know. But our show is all about education. And it's all about helping you as a business owner, as a homeowner, as a family member, um, as a citizen, use technology in a more effective way, effective way, because I say that you can use technology for good and use technology for bad. Um, I am John Morley, serial entrepreneur here with the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. And uh, I hope you will choose to join us again next week. What time, Marcus? We will be starting between the times of 4.15 and 4.30. So, you know, that's, that's the, on your that's time the, and on Easter time. On yeah, Easter, Easter time, time it's 5.15, 5.30. All right. So you guys know where to find us. And if you miss any bit of this show or you want to share it with somebody, just go ahead and visit jmor.com under social jmore shows. Usually within less to eight hours, we post the show right on there. And they're all stored from a... Um, a LIFO, last in, um, first out, share it with someone you know, let us know again what you want to see on a show, and um, we're going to do that. Incidentally, when we reach 10,000 viewers, we're going to open our lines for live calls now. We've got a little ways to go. Uh, uh, We've got some good numbers on our show now, but when we reach 10,000, that's what we're going to do, and um, in about uh, another few weeks, we're actually going to do a contest and get you guys involved. We want the audience to be involved. We want you to like and enjoy the show. The show is for you. And um, I want to thank Marcus again for being a great co-host tonight. Well, thank you very much, John. I really appreciate that. You know, uh, you really, you, you, you do awesome as, as always, you know. So guys, you're going to continue to hook, stay hooked up and connected with John. We'll see you next time. All right. So uh, everyone, this has been uh, the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show on the Transform You Media Network. We allow the closing theme song to do us the justice. Hello, Thank everyone. Into the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. We how answer questions is about to work. technology and sometimes and the way they should work. Getting into work and that way. we're going to do that over. We'll do that. We'll do that over, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 888 
That's IT support to 888 and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. The recording has stopped. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.